Welcome to this podcast with Neil DaCosta, where I'm going to cover the anti-avoidance rules which prevent companies from buying other companies to use up their pre-acquisition losses. So uh, these are the targeted anti-avoidance rules which which, uh, prevent companies from buying other companies in order to utilize their pre-acquisition losses. Many UK companies were uh, targeting um, companies that had large pre-acquisition losses. So the idea here is uh, you buy a company and then um, because that company has got lots of pre-acquisition losses brought forward, what you can then do is you can revive the company, um, you can uh, try and uh, make that company profitable in order to use up its pre-acquisition losses. So what HMRC have done is they've introduced anti-avoidance rules that prevent companies from utilizing or accessing these pre-acquisition losses. The easiest way to think of these targeted anti-avoidance rules is to think that we've got two types of companies. We've got a predator company that's taking over a victim company. And as far as the victim company is concerned, the victim company has got pre-acquisition trading losses brought forward, and it's also got pre-acquisition capital losses brought forward. So uh, the predator company is taking over the victim company with the intention of using up the victim company's pre-acquisition trading and pre-acquisition capital losses. And what HMRC have done is they've introduced rules that prevent the predator company from accessing these pre-acquisition losses. With regard to the pre-acquisition trading losses, the victim company's pre-acquisition trading losses cannot be carried forward to the period of new ownership if within a period of five years in which, um, um, so within a period of five years, so within the five-year period, if there's a major change in the nature of trade in the victim company, then you cannot carry forward your pre-acquisition trading losses. Now, in terms of looking for a major change in the nature of trade in the victim company, a change of trade could constitute a change in products or markets. So if there's a change in either products or markets, that would be considered a major change in the nature of trade. And you cannot carry forward your pre-acquisition trading losses if you have this major change of trade in the victim company within a five-year period. Now, with regard to the five years, out of the five years, a maximum of three years is pre-acquisition. So even if the change of trade occurs pre-acquisition, within the three years before the takeover date, then you cannot carry forward your pre-acquisition trading losses. If there's no change of trade within within this three-year pre-acquisition period, then the five-year period, the five-year period, starts from the date of takeover. So in other words, post-acquisition, we cannot have a change of trade within the next five years. If we have a change of trade within the next five years, then the pre-acquisition trading losses of the victim company cannot be carried forward 
to the period of new ownership. The other condition for pre-acquisition trading losses is if the victim company has uh, activities that are small and negligible at the takeover date and only revives after the takeover, then once again, the pre-acquisition trading losses cannot be carried forward. So the pre-ac uh, trading losses are not, carried for, are not carried forward if there's a major change in the nature of trade in the victim company within a five-year period or if the victim's activities are small and negligible and only revive after the takeover. Once the pre-acquisition trading losses are carried forward to the period of new ownership, those pre-acquisition trading losses can only be used by the victim company itself. Okay, So uh, in terms of the pre-acquisition trading losses brought forward, they can only be utilized by the victim company itself. Now, if the victim company wants to give these pre-acquisition trading losses to the companies in the new group as group relief, it can only do this after five years. So um, if you want to surrender pre-acquisition trading losses to the companies in the new group, you can only do this after five years because what HMRC is checking to see is if there's a major change in the nature of trade in the victim company post takeover within the next five years. As long as there's no change of trade and the victim's activities are not small and negligible, then you can give these pre-acquisition losses as group relief to companies in the new group after five years. The next aspect to consider with regard to a takeover is the victim's pre-acquisition capital losses. With regard to the victim's pre-acquisition capital losses, these are referred to as pre-entry capital losses. Now, with regard to the pre-entry capital losses, the pre-entry capital losses can always be carried forward to the period of new ownership. So um, you must uh, take time to understand this carefully. Even if there's a change, there's a major change in the nature of trade in the victim company, you can still carry forward your pre-entry capital losses to the period of new ownership. And even if the victim's activities are small and negligible and only revive after the takeover, you can still carry forward your pre-entry capital losses to the period of new ownership. So as we said earlier, the pre-entry capital losses can always be carried forward to the period of new ownership. But once you carry them forward, you can only offset them against gains on assets the victim company owned before the takeover or assets bought from outside the new group. So with pre-entry capital losses, they can be carried forward to the period of new ownership, but they can only be offset against gains on assets the victim company owned itself before the takeover or assets purchased from outside the new group. And the reason we have these rules is because the companies in the new group cannot access the pre-entry capital losses. 
So the victim company can only offset the pre-entry capital losses against the assets it owned itself before takeover or assets it buys from outside the new group. The rules that uh, prohibit the use of pre-entry capital losses are also referred to as the ring fencing rules. So uh, the rules that affect pre-acquisition trading losses are normally referred to as the anti-avoidance rules, but the rules that um, prevent the use of pre-entry capital losses are referred to as the ring fencing rules. So as we've said, we have special uh, anti-avoidance rules that prevent the use of pre-acquisition trading losses if there's a major change in the nature or conduct of trade in the victim company within this five-year period, or if the victim's activities are small and negligible and only revive after the takeover. Now, with regard to these rules, these rules apply where there's a change in ownership. And in terms of a change in ownership, a change in ownership is an acquisition of more than 50% of the share capital. So what we're trying to say here is if um, you're given a scenario where we purchase 20% of the victim company, these anti-avoidance rules will not kick in. They only kick in if you purchase more than 50% of the share capital. And in terms of the 50%, uh, the purchase of the 50% um, in excess of 50% share capital, this can be done by a company or an individual. So even if an individual buys uh, more than 51% of the share capital of a company, then the anti-avoidance rules apply. The final point to be aware of with regard to takeovers is um, the point on VAT and PAYE liabilities. So if you buy a victim company, the buyer may then be liable for any contingent PAYE and VAT liabilities that might arise after acquisition. So in order to protect yourself from these contingent VAT or PAYE liabilities that may crystallize post-acquisition, what we always recommend is if you're buying a company, what you do is you get the sellers to sign what are called tax warranties. And by signing the tax warranties, what they're doing is they're guaranteeing that should a, a liability crystallize in the future in relation to PAYE or VAT, then the new owners are not going to be responsible for that liability. The liability will actually accrue to the, the company, to the uh, to the companies that are selling the company. So uh, by signing these tax warranties, you protect yourself from any contingent liabilities that could arise in the future in respect of PAYE and VAT. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast by me, Neil DeCosta, on takeovers and the anti-avoidance rules that affect pre-acquisition, trading and capital losses in the victim company. 
uh, should you need uh, further assistance, so remember, I have written an amazing book called Advanced Tax Condensed, which has a series of memory joggers to help you learn all the technical material. And there's also Taxation Condensed for the lower level tax paper. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Thank you.